Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Hey there, you members of the Merry Movie Marching Society. Welcome to another exciting issue of Max Mike Movies. This week, we continue our story arc crossover event miniseries, In Theaters Now, Secret War of the Gods, Crisis, Invasion, Inferno, and also Dinosaurs. I saw what you did there. (laughs) Where we talk about movies that have just come out. This week, it's sort of appropriate as we mark the passing of the great Stan Lee with a discussion of the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sort of, because it's an animated film. The animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Nuff said. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Nuff said. Excelsior. Holy moly. Good grief. Operators are standing by. Hey, Macarena. I am here in in my secret identity of mild-mannered podcaster, Max Levine. And I am Misty Knight. (laughs) You are not. I might be. You don't have a cybernetic arm. Can, Can I be Rick Jones and do everybody in the Marvel Universe at least once? Wow, I didn't realize Mick Jones, uh, Rick Jones was quite that much of a man whore, but sure. I think he probably was. <laughs> he probably was. I imagine that's why they all let him hang around. I mean, I think he slept his way into every Marvel comic at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's really the only explanation. It's not like he did anything else. Anyway, yes, the plot. The show. Well, if you know Marvel comics or Marvel movies or Marvel TV, if you know any, if you've ever heard of Spider Man, you know the origin story of Spider Man. Oh, do Actually, tell us all over again, Max, please. <laughs> Why well, the thing? The thing is, the fact that the origin is so well known is actually used in a rather clever way to introduce us to a number of characters. So we open with the focus on Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider Man, although. Serious Spider-Man fans will notice some funny differences about this Spider-Man, like he's blonde. And he wasn't the one hanging upside down. No, during the kiss, he is not hanging upside Mm. down. Uh, We also focus on a young man named Miles Morales, who also ends up being bitten by a radioactive spider. I would like to point out, New York has a real problem with these things. You'd think at least one person would have run for mayor on a let's get rid of random radioactive insects platforms. Uh, Max, but there were, don't. Th- there were yeah. two. Two? Two. Well, in, in that world, yes, but then it turns out they're all over the place. What? <laughs> oh, yes, that's something else. Well, he gets spider powers in spe- instead of, you know, radiation poisoning like he should have. Or, you know, death. <laughs> yes, or death. Soon after, Miles witnesses the tragic death of Spider-Man at the hands of the cape. Wait a minute, what? What? Hey! Peter Parker dies in the first few minutes of the movie. <laughs> Dang! That's so edgy. Well, anyway, the plot is surprisingly complex. The Kingpin is trying to open a dimensional door into the multiverse, trying to find alternate versions of his wife and son who are, in this reality, dead, and to bring them through to be with him. The experiment goes wrong and brings through a bunch of other people, one of whom is, well, I don't know what you'd call him, I guess sort of Loser Parker. Yeah. Sort of a an older, like, in his 40s version of Peter Parker who has uh, basically screwed up his life and is having a midlife crisis as well as a number of other spider people from other dimensions. Uh, Miles decides to help them get home and shut down the evil science machine before the city is doomed! (laughs) The word science is in quotes. Yes. Action and hijinks ensue. 
you know, we get a multiversal crisis, the Kingpin's backstory, and an entire new Spider-Man origin story, and five other spider people, I think it, it ends up being, all in one movie. We do, and I only had to pay once. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I sum up the plot okay? Sure. You, you <laughs> left out a... a um, hmm. Spider I left people. Out a lot of stuff, but well, yes. spider people. You left out a um, a people. I don't know if people. Well, in his universe, well, we'll get to that. I mean, I do want to discuss the various. Do you? Very. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I do. They're a lot of fun. Fred Hembeck says, uh, <laughs> "Watch those knees, yeah. kids. They can hurt." I, I was waiting for Forbush Man to show up, but no, no, or Obnoxio, yeah. like we've mentioned. Dig well, deep, Marvel man. fans. <laughs> So I do have some trivia. You do? Uh, gasp. Did you know this yeah. is the first cartoon appearance of Klingons? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, isn't that this movie? <laughs> it is not! <laughs> you are making that up. Did you know that 44 pom-poms were used to create the body of Peter Parker in... Oh, never and mind. now you're lying. Uh, would you like a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want a hamburger sandwich and some French fried potato garnish. Ooh. Uh, would you please give us the trivia? Yes, uh, this was ba- this is basically the last Stan Lee voice cameo uh, yeah. for any of the movies he recorded it. Uh, f- he recorded previously for the film just before he died at age ninety five. Hmm. Uh, the film, by the way, is dedicated to Steve Ditko, the co creator of Spider Man. Not according to Stan thi- Lee, who died this year on July sixth. Hmm. Uh. One of the many ways the Imageworks team pays tributes to old comic books is through the visual style to imitate the imperfections of offset printing. I do want to talk later about the animation style of this movie. Oh, yes. It was unique. Uh, If you pay close attention, you'll see there's a sequence where Miles is walking along saying hi to all his friends. One of them, he does the same long, complicated handshake that Peter Parker and Ned Leeds do in Spider-Man Homecoming, the 2017 Spider-Man. Ned Leeds. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. I didn't think you were into Ned Leeds. Uh, I'm not. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> he was basically Ganky in the Spider-Man Homecoming, but they wouldn't call him that. Because ah. that, that's a Miles Morales friend. Ah. Uh, when Miles looks through the, fo- the contacts on his phone, there are a number of, shall we say, interesting ones, including Steve Ditko is in there. So is B. Bendis, yeah. we have to assume is Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, I don't think we have to assume anything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sarah Pacelli, the co-creator of Miles Morales. Uh, in the background scene in Times Square, there's a billboard advertising, Oh, Hello, featuring Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. John Mulaney is the voice of one of the spider beings the spectacular <laughs> peter porker the spectacular spider ham you had to say it <laughs> i did and i'll say it many more times you also do see a restaurant called romita ramen yeah reference to john and john romita senior and junior yep and there are a bunch of visual recreations of scenes from the various live action adaptations of spider-man including the upside down kiss from spider-man 2002 the train stopping sequence in spider-man 2 Peter Parker's infamous finger guns strut scene from Spider-Man 3. Pew, pew. And an altered altered version of the fairy splitting sequence from Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. And also, I this is a bit more of a spoiler. There is a post-credit scene. and uh, There's sort of two, but one of them kind of yeah, doesn't count. Yeah. And uh, the Voight, in it, 
basically Spider-Man 2099 shows up and he's voiced by Oscar Isaac. Hmm. So that's pretty much what I've got. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the trivia is going to be visually. You're just, if you're a, a, at all a Marvel fan, a Spider-Man fan, you're going to be picking up poses. Oh yeah. And, and you know, things like the Ramita restaurant. I saw that. And, you know, every time I saw a name, it's like, I, I think I saw it because I, I, I wasn't looking for it, but it's like, oh yeah, Bendis. Oh yeah. Ditko. Oh yeah. Ramita. Yep. Oh, all these people that have been associated with Spider-Man since forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and in fact, John Romita is probably one of the biggest artistically because he was mm. considered the Marvel Marvel House style for decades. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. He I was didn't like, if that. you want, like the boom, the book How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way, yeah, was all John Romita work. So, if you wanted oh. to draw for Marvel at one point, it's like you need to draw like John Romita. Um, huh. That has since long since changed a lot, but he yeah. was the house style. The lowdown. Uh, all I gotta say, you know, Max, is boy, mm-hmm. this has been a tough series because you know I don't want to give anything away. We'll talk about it at the end, but man, you'd think that better movies would come out at this time of the year. Uh, but, okay, I'm but, beginning to get a hint of what you thought of this one. But... Ah, but you would be wrong. <laughs> ah, I do have to say that the voice cast I think is terrific. Yeah, I. So at first I was like, wait, Chris Pine was a Spider-Man. Oh, he's the one singing at the end. <laughs> I think he's also the one who dies. Yes, I think he is, he's too. He's blonde Spider-Man. Yes, Chris, Captain America Pine. Yeah, uh, and, it's uh, like, okay. <laughs> and the voice of the Kingpin was Liev Schreiber. And he Saber-tooth. Was ama- <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was a great... I was. I've, they've tried to do the Kingpin so many times, and whatever else you want to say, that was like the best Kingpin voice. Well, they never give him that sort of... New York mafioso thug voice, yeah, which is pretty much what he should have. That is what he is. He grew up on the tough streets in, I think it was uh, the Bronx. He's part of the Magia. Remember that? Yes. The Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, that we was, can't say that word, so he's We can't say the, the Mafia. Magia. Magia. M-A-G-G-I-A. That was like the big crime syndicate, yeah. which they mercifully got rid of yeah. when too many people were just laughing at it. So speaking of like little tributes to mm. things, the Kingpin himself, visually, yeah. is the version as drawn by, or I should say as a an homage. Uh, Sorry, I had homage. to I'd, I'd restructure my face so I could speak French there. Uh, it was an homage, homage to the version of Kingpin as drawn by somebody who was doing him in an Electra slash Daredevil comic, and that's Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, uh, oh, that was just, oh, that's what, okay. Yeah. Yes, that did, that looked like a Bill Sienkiewicz character. So it's like, all right, just... so the Kingpin, he needs to be a mountain, with a little mm-hmm. tiny head sticking out the front. <laughs> yep. It works fine. It works great. It and it was but I saw that and I was like, I have a sketch by Bill Sinkevich because mm-hmm. um there was a local comic show and I couldn't go to it, but one of my friends could and he was like, Hey, Bill Sinkevich is there, do you want me to do him anything for you? And I was like, Well, you know, if you can manage. And he did. He I actually have a Kingpin sketch by him. And it's cool because oh, wow. he's smoking a cigar and the little puff of smoke in it has yeah. a skull and crossbones except the skull is actually daredevil's head um but <laughs> nice touch it is this giant giant framework with this little head on it looking angry um and that's that's the kingpin yeah, in this. so that is whoever the people who made this film really did their homework or were longtime marvel fans or both because mm-hmm. there's all this stuff going on that's just like, oh, from this, oh, from this, oh, from this, oh, from this, Spider-Man. Although I didn't like the movie. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, we'll get to that. I, the animated style, I'd like, I, I'd like to talk about the animation style, because quite honestly, that's something you'll have the better vocabulary for than I do. Holy poop. There's my that vocabulary. Was am- wasn't that amazing? I mean, yes. I got to say, my fir- at first thought, I'm like, this is really confusing. It's all over the place. I've never seen anything like this. The movements are strange. It shifts from 3D to hand-drawn to 2D to actual things that look like comic pages. And after about 30 seconds, it was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. This is this is something genuinely new. I've never seen this. No. And you, ha- I read one article so far on the people who did the animation, and their credo or their go-to phrase was, if it's not broke, break it. And they, <laughs> they really were like, we just don't want to do this the way other 3D animated films, including our own, have been done. And one of the things they said specifically was that, well, you want this to look more like where it came from. We want it to Mm -hmm. look more like a comic book. What's missing? And they said one of the things that's missing is line work. It's all shapes and it's all 3D forms. So they said we needed to put this back in. So all of the characters through the entire film, especially like little creases on their face and like just gestural drawing stuff was put back into the 3D model and they had to work really hard to get that to work because of course you're taking this very flat 2D thing and expressing it on a 3D form mm-hmm. so there's that then there's the whole as you said the the offset printing process those little bende dots are all over the place and mm. sometimes stuff is kind of out of focus because the, yes. the printing process doesn't work that well or at least it didn't <laughs> used to um, the colors, I mean, they really went wild on the colors. There's a lot of scenes, especially with the big giant two very large Hadron Colliders that are aimed at each other yes. going off. The colliding colliders. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those things are emitting Jack Kirby dots like you wouldn't believe. Um, those little, those, it's like all the energy is expressed in these little spheres. And that mm-hmm. is a Jack Kirby thing. That is that is very much a visual <laughs> Jack Kirby thing. Um, what got, What gets me about this is People have tried to do this before. They have tried to make a movie look like a comic book. And they've tried to do this in live action. To me, the most painful version of that was... And again, I could never believe I'm actually saying this phrase. Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk movie. Which is the weird, weirdest sentence I've said in a long time. <laughs> where they're trying to do things like set up panels in, in the live action. You know, doing split screens with like four different screens. And it... It looked awful, and it was jarring. Yep. And people have tried... I mean, you get things like Sin City, which did a remarkable job of at least saying, this is a movie that is trying to look like a comic book, but it was just sort of a shot-by-shot recreation. This actually... It's an animated comic book in the in, in the best possible way. There are times you... My, like, Miles gets freaked out because he can suddenly start seeing his thought balloons. Yes. Yeah. And... <laughs> Am I thinking that out loud? Why come are my thoughts so loud? (laughs) Or every so often you get a caption box in the upper corner, but it's not, it's not intrusive and it shifts and changes. And it it really makes you feel like you are in living a comic book. It's going to be impossible for me to hold off on this point and be able to talk about what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead. Like most of the stuff this series, this movie sucks. All right. I am totally (laughs) kidding. I loved this movie, and I know we should hold on to that. But I watched this movie, and one of the things that I came away with was this makes all other superhero films seem slow. Uh, Yeah. And I came home, and I watched Avengers 4 again, and for Mm -hmm. the first 20 minutes or 30 minutes or so, I'm like, 
boy, this drags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, as I say, this is only sort of a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie because it moves so much faster. And like I say, the plot is really complex and there's a lot in it. But they fit it all in. Yeah, and because it actually, the pacing is so good. You, well, you, you mentioned unfortunate things like Secret Wars. Um, oh dear! This yeah. film feels more like a comic book than any other adaptation mm. I have ever seen. Uh, mm. Just not only the visual. I would stuff, go with that. I would go with that. Not not only the visual stuff, but it's like you know we see Spider Man move and we see the CG and we see Iron Man and it's all really cool, mm-hmm. but they're also trying to make it feel real. Yeah, and there is something inherently, shall we say, blatantly unreal about <laughs> anything in a comic book, and yeah. so whenever you adapt something, they usually like, well, we got to tone the suits down because no one will wear a suit that looks like that, you know. Yeah, we yeah. can't the, the action. We can't make a human look like they're moving too fast because it will look totally unbelievable. And here, you can do that, and it does <laughs> not matter. It works just fine. So, now, the Avengers 4, I love Avengers 4. I've seen it six times, you know, in the theater. I've oh, seen wow. it. Well, not in the theater, but in the theater, and uh, I own it. I, I really like uh-huh. the film. But, again, right after Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, it feels slow and clunky. Yeah. It's like, oh. Which is amazing, considering how fast-paced it is as a movie. But this just flows so well. I think this is, again, we're jump, jumping ahead, too. I think this is at least the best version of Spider-Man I've ever seen in any media. And I think it may be, as you say, one of the best comic book movies. Because even the animated comic book movies we've seen before, and I've watched a bunch of the DC ones, and I've seen some of the Marvel ones, and they look like cartoons. You know, well animated, but they look like cartoons. This looks like a comic book. Uh, uh, if it, This looks like if a comic book could move. In the be- like, And that's even in kind, the of, best dam- possible that's kind of damning it in a way, because you're thinking no, like, you're- oh, well, if we just make, you know... The panel will swoosh between panels. That's a comic book no, movie, no, right? No. It's like this no. Is like, this, this is, like, is if a comic book had come to life. This is real. as if you no. could immerse yourself the way you yeah. thought you did when you were a little kid. That's way. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. And yeah, it's an incredible com- combination of media. Yeah, and the the uh, you know huge hats off to the visual people who were they took all of these various styles and elements and said we're smashing them together and making it go blue because it was yeah it's it's works really well even really somebody like does. the kingpin whose design is like what is wrong with these people works <laughs> yeah. fine. Um, I, I was so glad that they updated characters like the Scorpion to something that actually seemed menacing because the Scorpion yes. is one of the lamest. But, hey, I got a big tail I hit people with. I'm the Scorpion. Yeah. It's a, it looks like a whole bunch of plastic balls stuck together that I whack people with. Yeah. And I, oh, look, there's Tombstone and they're not making a big thing. And I like their version of, of Doc Ock. And they, thank God did not call her what they call the female version, which is Lady Octopus. This was Dr. Octopus. Really? Only only it was a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's a Lady Octopus. Octopussy. Octopussy. Would you like some Octopussy? I know I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't... I assumed that she was from one of the comics that I just haven't read, because I haven't read Spider-Man in 20 years, which is really how it should be. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked her version. I liked her arms better. It's like, hey, they updated her really well. Yeah, uh, is that yep. Tombstone? Is he with the guy? I thought he actually was named Trapjaw. Was uh, that the one? Trapjaw? Trap that's from T- He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, whatever. Iron no, no. Jaw. Yeah, Tombstone was the guy with the gray hair and the gray skin. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, 
Yeah, there was lots of fan service stuff, but it oh, wasn't yeah. overwhelming. It was like, nope. hey, if you get this cool wink, we're still moving, by the way. You mm-hmm. know, and I just don't, I think younger fans will get to watch this. And they're just, I, I just see kids like, especially the 9, 10, and 11 age with their eyeballs just popped out eating mm-hmm. popcorn and not even noticing it. I, I saw this movie in the theater with a lot of kids. And when it was over, they were clapping. They were all clapping. Cool. It's it's fun. It's it's mm. there's some heavy mm. aspects to it, but yeah. it's not comic books and comic book films. You know, they it's like you can't have any wonder anymore. You have to explain everything, and there have to be yeah. magiclorians and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, or it has to be gritty, or and like yeah. you just can't. It can't be fun, and this mm-hmm. is fun. And mm-hmm. I was so glad to see Miles Morales. I was when they first said, "Oh, we're going to be put bringing Miles Morales to the big screen in a cartoon." I was like, "Well, that's kind of lame because yeah. why can't he get a r- big send-off film like everyone else?" This is great. You like Miles in the first five minutes. It's yep. like yep. I don't know anything about this kid. Of course, I do, mm-hmm. but I like him. I yeah, like the way he's portrayed. He's fun. You'll- he's cocky, but he's not that. Good he's at what not he's a doing. jerk. No, yeah, and we he's don't. He's not ha- great at everything. He's not the. Su- he's that. Uh, that's what I like. He's starting this new school. He's obviously been the big brain in his old school, and now everyone around him is really smart, and he's getting used to that. Yep. But here's the thing: I also was really glad for, and I'm. You know, I hope we don't get hate mail for this, but they didn't just make him the black Peter Parker. He is mm-hmm. not in any way the same character. He is not no. socially awkward. Real, except around girls, which is fine because that makes sense for somebody his age. Mm-hmm. He is not the kid that everything bad happens to. Um, his parents aren't dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that 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 freaks me out. He has a mother and a father. I don't get. I that love at all, his parents. His parents. His parents are, parents awesome. are awesome. They are so great. His mother is the is this is a doctor and his father's a cop. Oh, his dad and is awesome. I wish we got to it, see a little bit more of his mom, but his dad is awesome. His dad is a great character. Yeah, <laughs> but. Let's talk. Let's talk about the other char- some of the other characters. So you know we have them. I, I like this version of Aunt May. Did you recognize the voice as soon as she opened her mouth? Yep, <laughs> Lily I, Tomlin. That I, was awesome. <laughs> I do love Lily Tomlin. I will say that I was a little taken out of the story because I knew who she was, and I felt oh, the same way with Spider Noir. And it's like, for one thing, I'm not a big fan of Nicolas Cage, but as soon as his voice came off, it's like, well, he doesn't really seem to fit the character to me. Oh, I thought he did. I thought he. I thought Spider-Man Noir sounded exactly the way he should. I thought he should have sounded more like you know, I don't know, Edward G. Robinson or Humphrey Bogart or somebody more mm. you know noiry. Yeah, I thought it worked. I liked but the fact uh, that I didn't know most of the people and I didn't have to think uh-huh. about them speaking until Chris Pine started singing Spider-Man Christmas Carol. <laughs> Spider bells. Oh, yeah, God, if you see this movie, wait till the end. There's a little animated bit at the end, which is hilarious, and the song at the end singing Spider bells is worth the price of admission. Yeah, I'll really. give you a slight hint that's only a vague reference. Mr. Skippadoo, Who is Mr. Skippadoo? <laughs> So, okay, there's a deep cut for you, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I liked the spider people because we end up with about, like I say, five other spider folk. There's in from one universe where Gwen Stacy became the spider person, and she's well, she says Spider Woman. We all know her as Spider Gwen. I know. I couldn't figure out why they did that. I don't know why because I think she doesn't actually call herself that. That's not the character's name. Oh well, whatever. It's yeah. like, and here we go. Here we have another twist on the character that we're probably I don't know if you felt that but you well you've read some of the comics I haven't but as an audience we're like hey I want to see more of her 
Mm. Not not that I think that that she's a throwaway character at all, or she doesn't get some good screen time. It's just she's interesting. I want to know more. Yeah. And then we, we, so we have her. Really, the big three spider folks that get focused on, and they were very smart to do this, is Spider Schlub, Miles Mor- <laughs> which is how I think of the 40-something Peter Parker who screwed up his life. He's got no money. He's got a, He's developed like a pizza gut. Yeah. He, Mary Jane left him. Yeah. Well, he, he she and, wanted kids. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Which is a real interesting sort of nod again to the comic books where there is an alternate universe where they had kids. Anyway. Yeah. And I think uh, didn't, but, didn't didn't that Peter Parker's daughter end up with spider powers and become yep, spider? She, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. And uh, Spider Gwen so, and Miles Morales. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Those three who are fortunately the main focus. The other there are three others who are brought in, and they're clearly there, really for, as sort of comedy or just interesting visuals. One of them is Spider-Man Noir, voiced by Nicolas Cage, who is a Spider-Man from 1933 who apparently fights Nazis. And as he says, sometimes I let matches burn all the way down to my fingers just so I can feel something. Wow. Okay. And I I gotta say, I love his look with the trench coat and the fedora as part of the spider suit. It reminded me a lot of the original Sandman like the Sandman oh, Mystery Wesley Theater. Dodds, yeah, the yeah, yeah, Sandman, yeah. The you know, the trench age. coat. And he, well, he wasn't the part gas of, mask, yeah. He wasn't part yeah. of the trench coat brigade, but, you know. Yeah. It felt like then, that, which is fine. And I, I, I assume they've done something in the comics with him, and that's why he's in here. I don't... A little, yeah. yeah. That, and the, I, I loved his look. The other two are there because they're funny. One of them is Penny Parker, who is an anime character yeah. with a magical spider friend who lives in her giant robot who is also her best friend. Ah? <laughs> And come on, they nailed all of the anime tropes with her without shoving it in our face, and they didn't make her too big a part of the story. Which she is was good. More of a plot device. And then, of course, there is comic relief animal, talking animal, Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham, yeah. voiced by John, the, the very funny John Mulaney. Yeah. Um... And now, I gotta say, I was expecting to hate that. I thought it would ruin it. And I still didn't like it very much, but it didn't ruin it because they kept him very much off to the side. Yeah, and I'm going to go right on the same branch with you because it's like, I know why they did it. I wish he wasn't here, but he's not He's not too much in the way. No, um, that's, that's pretty much it. And I like the fact that he does contribute. And the way he fights is he fights like a cartoon animal. He drops anvils on people's heads. He pulls giant mallets out of his pocket. I just was having a problem with his overly expressive nostrils. Yeah, that was very odd. Well, his nostrils have little Spider-Man <laughs> eye hole things. So yep. they, 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 they scowl and stuff. And it's like... Whoa. I thought that was great. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but to be fair, if they did not have the, the comedy relief... Put down that comedy relief. Uh, then, then the the plot could easily have gotten overly dark and overly yeah, heavy. Yeah, it could have. Um, because, because what we've got here, hmm? there's some very interesting, cool stuff going on with Miles and his family. Yeah. Um, and it is stuff. Now, I I did read Ultimate Spider-Man, so I knew where they were going with his uncle Aaron, and I won't, you mm-hmm. know, in case people, you know, haven't seen that part. We'll try to keep away the spoilers. But, yeah, yeah, Uncle Aaron, I knew what kind of part he yep. played in Miles Morales' life, and that and the relationship with his parents and his at being at a new school and not fitting in could have gotten very heavy. Yeah. And them being there, plus Miles dealing with the fact that it's like, I got spider powers, I better ask my manager. Um <laughs> 
and you know, and I don't remember this from the comic. The whole graffiti thing too was a nice visual thing that that really helped add some impact, but also mm-hmm. gave Miles an extra little dimension to his character. Yeah, he's um, got a creative a creative side that Peter Parker did not. But also, it's something he can't share with his dad because his dad's a cop. And yes, in fact, and this is vandalism. Yeah, his dad pulls him over the first day of school and is like, you got to take all those <laughs> stickers down. You didn't see me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, part of me was and, upset at that because I've been working on a comic that involves graffiti. And it's like, uh-oh. Mm. Oh. But I was doing it first. I well, really yours was, is a very different style. Know, it's a completely different uh, uh it's completely. It's entirely different, really. And there's no spiders but in it. There's no spiders. <laughs> but uh, I liked also the stuff with his uncle, which again could have been play ha- played really ham handed. It's like, no. oh, his uncle's the black sheep of the family, and every, we don't, you know, he's obviously he's a, n- n- a nasty guy, and why would he hang out? But you you I- instantly understand, yep, why Miles wants to hang around with him. His uncle Aaron is cool. Yes. His uncle Aaron understands him. His uncle Aaron gets it. His uncle Aaron is supportive in in I'm mean, not that his his parents aren't, but he's supportive in the ways that a 15-year-old would think is really cool. And he's also he represents the the, the sort of very small bad boy part mm-hmm. of Miles Morales and he wants to express that he literally cannot in front of his dad. Yeah. And his dad again is exceedingly cool. I mean, what a great it, dad. You know, oh. how often do you see a great dad character in any movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and his dad is just, you know, you've probably seen the previews. If you haven't seen the film, you've seen the previews. It's like, you have to say, I love you. <laughs> I didn't hear you say well, it. Lo- <laughs> that's right. He drops the, he drops Miles off at his new school in his squad car. <laughs> and he says, I love you, son. And he says, I know. And he walks off. And then he gets on the PA system out of his car. Going, you have to say it back. What? <laughs> you have to say, I love you, dad. I, I want to hear you. it. Come on. I want to hear it. <laughs> But also, the guy obviously really cares, and it's really hurting him that he doesn't know how to relate to his son. Mm-hmm. But not in a bad way, but just in that awkward, it's a teenage thing that we all go through way. Mm. You know, the guy loves his son. The Something dynamic else... is so nice, yeah. and it's so believable. And one of the other things I read, this is gonna does have something to do with the parents, is that one of the uh, reviews I, said, I, I saw said, we're really glad they didn't translate any of the Spanish, because Miles' mm-hmm. mother is Spanish. Yeah. And he and his mom basically just go blah, 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 back and forth in Spanish. And we never get a translation. And it's totally fine. And we don't yeah. need it. You don't but, need it. You can tell what they're saying. Yeah. But it, yeah. but it showed a nice dimension of their relationship. Like that's how mm-hmm. they communicate is in Spanish, which is cool. Yeah. That's so, something. Yeah. That's like that's their language. That's something special to them. I'm going to have to guess that he's going to be a lousy superhero, though. Why? He has a good home life. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. Like, you, always... you don't get that in a Marvel universe. It's like no, 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 no. it's a problem. You have to have like neglectful parents who don't notice that you're out all the time getting, <laughs> you know, beating up supervillains, or that you you disappear for four days with the Avengers. Yeah, or... yeah, th- yeah. That's kind of a problem. Yeah, I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen there. So you know, whatever. And I I like his final costume. I, yep. I think that I like how he made it. Uh, yep. I will question as to how why it fits, but yeah, considering he's wearing Peter Parker's, who's about a foot and a half taller than he is, but yeah. it's I who cares? I know. I also question that Aunt May designed his web shooters. <laughs> well, this this Spider Man is obviously some Spider Man we don't know either because you true, know beneath true. beneath the backyard in in the shed he's got is, his spider is the cave, bat cave. Yeah, I was looking for the giant penny and the Tyrannosaurus Rex, but you know. I, 
There, that's there's another Easter egg there. One of the suits you see is the Iron Spider suit from uh, what the hell was it? Uh, Civil the Civil War series. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't... wore he wore a suit basically that Tony Stark oh, made. Right. Well, that was a big thing because uh, so okay for folks who haven't read it, and I'm one of them actually, although I still know what <laughs> happened because they did a little bit of this in uh, the Captain America Civil War. Basically, at one point, Tony Stark says, "Hey, you know what? I'm with the government. We need to answer to somebody. So I think we should all give up our secret identities and come out and just be part of the government." And Cap's like, "Uh, no." Mm. <laughs> and basically, half of Marvel Universe says i'm with cap and the other says i'm with iron man and initially team cap yeah and initially uh peter parker goes to team jacob i mean uh, he goes to team <laughs> tony and what happens is he gets outed as spider-man yeah. and he goes on tv and his TV family gets attacked and he's like uh this was a horrible mistake what did i do the one thing about that i liked was during the announcement they're cutting to various reaction shots of people and you, they cut to J. Jonah Jameson, and he's standing with his people going, finally, we'll see who that masked menace really is. And he says, My, I'm Peter Parker, I have a photograph. And the next shot you see of where Jameson was, you see everyone looking down going, Mr. Jameson, are, are you okay? <laughs> he's clearly fainted. Well, I mean, it's not as bad as Clark Kent and his glasses, but it's uh, like, come on, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I want to see more. And I don't, mm. you know, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, I read most of the ultimate Spider-Man. I like the Mo Miles Morales character. I'm really <laughs> glad that what happened to the comic didn't happen in the movie. What yeah. a downer that would have been. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you they, know, they, they bent things around, you know, when they end, uh, Miles Morales was part of, sorry, comic book nerd moment. Miles Morales was part of the Ultimate Universe that Marvel spun off for a while. Yeah. And they had ult different versions of a lot of their major characters, Spider-Man, the Avengers. And eventually, the uh, Ultimate Universe ended. It was then They actually destroyed it. Yeah. However, Miles Morales is so popular, they managed to force him over into the, the real world or the standard Marvel world, Earth-616. Yeah. Well, and so we now have, in, in the current Marvel continuity we have both peter parker and miles morales and you know i i could so see them well i can't see marvel doing it but i can so see it just being the time to say you know what we're done with peter parker he's had yeah. his 50 something years <laughs> let's give it over to miles morales you know like yeah. they were doing with um the young black girl who took over iron man mm -hmm. um which you right. know iron knows? heart yeah mm -hmm. and you know now we've got we had a female thor for a while too although i think she's gone now yeah, it's amazing, is. you know, I haven't kept up with these superheroes since I left the Million Year Picnic, best comic store in New England, and oldest comic store in New England, um, since I left working there 20 years ago, and I still know all this crap. Like, yep. I don't read the comics, I just somehow know. <laughs> well, I read them, and some of it I think you pick up from me, but I think you also, we, you know, we read a lot of the same, uh, the websites, the, the, fan, the fan websites, yeah. or the... Uh, such and uh, they they talk about them and because now a lot of what happens in the comic books is mirrored in the movies and you've seen all the movies mm. but you know what they did in this movie that was not only really smart but takes care of a giant problem that people have when they mm -hmm. see the marvel movies and they're like well i want to go read the comics the big problem is if you've not been reading the comics at least well ever mm -hmm. there is no place to start 
And it's this is very hard. This is true for either side of the fence. You can be a DC mm. fan or a Marvel fan. In a way, DC's worse because they've been around longer. Yeah. Um, so there's like I forget. I think Batman's already hit his or no, it's action hit has already hit its thousandth issue. Um, wow. I mean, to be fair, Superman's fairly easy. It's just his giant pass is like, oh no, my thirteenth arch enemy, Flubity Blab. And you're like, <laughs> well, I don't know who Flubity Blab well, is. Um, but he looks a lot like Flibbity Flob, but, but, but with a different color color. Costume. That's because he's from Earth B. Um, <laughs> so there's like, and I have even coworkers that are like, oh, I love the Marvel movies. What should I read? Uh, um, um, uh, oh, let's uh. see. If you start here, you won't know who that is. And if you don't read this, then this won't make. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> now, if I mean, you have never I'm... seen another Marvel movie, mm-hmm. you could start with this one and be yeah. totally fine. You Absolutely. don't have to see any other Spider-Man movies. You don't have to see Avengers. You don't have to see X. You don't have to see nothing. You could mm-hmm. see this film, and as Max pointed out, they make fun of the origin of Spider-Man partially by telling it six times. Yeah, um, each with a slight variation. And they're all saying, you all know the story. I was bitten by a radioactive spider. Yep, and, and they don't spend more than like two minutes on it, and that's it. Nope. Yep, and they do it really well, as opposed to some of these other movies, like where they keep retelling Batman's origin, and instead of doing like the <laughs> Justice League, where they decide, yeah, we're going to spend another like five minutes on Batman's origin, despite the fact that origin is even better known than Spider-Man's. It's just one of those times where, like, they bring up Batman's past, and I just want to get up in the theater, stand <laughs> on my feet, raise my fist, and shake it, and say, "We know, <laughs> please." Yep, yeah. That's one of the only things I liked about Batman Forever. Remember the one with Val Kilmer? Yeah. Is he? They actually somebody had the the guts to have Batman come out and say, "You know what? I am over my parents. I am doing this because I want to." Yeah. And then they were like, "Well, yeah, but they're my parents." It's like, okay, my parents are dead. Yes, we know. And don't forget to use that fabric softener. Um, <laughs> so. If you ever wanted, if like this superhero thing looked like fun, or if you'd seen some of the other films and like I, you know, it's like watching Harry Potter from you know film number five. Mm-hmm. If if you wanted to to get into this and you don't know how to do it, start here. Yeah, and even if you is- never see another Marvel film, this brings the fun, the joy, and even some of the wonder of having read superhero comic books when you were a kid to the screen. Yeah, uh, but absolutely. I didn't like it. Or maybe I did. We're, we're, we're holding that till the end. We're, yes, it's a secret. Ooh, nobody tells. Yeah, I'm doing a great job of that, aren't I? It's, oh, it yeah, was such yeah. a nice relief. Hey, you know what else was a relief this week? There was no, no preview Aqu- for no Aquaman. Aquaman. No Aquaman. <laughs> I was so happy. It's like, oh, that's right. This is Sony. They're going to all show previews for their things, and there's no what Aquaman. What kind of previews? I, I, I want to sidetrack a little. What kind of previews did you get? I don't remember. Because I got a couple that were very... Um. Uh. Well, God heavy. Oh no! They were like some like religious movies, or or like movies about miracles of faith and such. No. Um, I going, I, I, okay, wait. This is with Spider Man. I think we got one. Oh, we got the Lego Movie too. Yeah, yeah, got that, and got the uh, the new Transformers with Bumblebee. Bumblebee, Bumblebee tuna. tuna. I love yeah. Bumblebee, Bumblebee, um, Bumblebee. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch a two-hour loop of that. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, 
I don't remember. I really right. don't. There was nothing okay. that stood that out. That doesn't speak were... terribly well for what, what the previews were. No, well, the Lego Movie 2, I've seen that one yeah. a number of times. So that one, yeah. you know, I remember that one. And, you know, the Lego Movie 1 was a film I didn't want to see. And, hey, my buddy the Weasel, if you're listening, uh, who I think has now been mentioned more times than any other people I know mm. in this, this podcast, um, kind of dragged me to it. And it's a delightful film. The Lego a, movie. It really is. It's Charming so fun. as hell. And it's so much fun. Part of it is the character of Emmett. And that's Emmett really shines in the trailer for uh, Lego movie too. He's yeah. just like, oh, it's a dark future and everything's dark and dusty. It's like, hey, I got your coffee. And it's like, <laughs> uh, yep. So that should be fun. But uh, otherwise, I'm sure there was at least yeah. a couple of other um, yeah. animated films. I just don't um, don't recall. I, I, I do not recall that. I uh, I do not recall uh, that. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Don't, um, uh, I do not recall. <laughs> so. Yeah. Sony movies. There were there were Sony so, movies. That's, I'm uh, sure they were. Yeah. Uh, let's see anything else on the visual style? We think we covered that pretty well. Oh, you know what? I I like the music a lot. Yeah, it's you know, there's it, definitely some upbeat, much more current day stuff and good. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day when Marvel was trying to be hip and with it oh dear and they would come up with characters like um oh, oh who God, was, this is gonna hurt who was this yeah. who was the skier black racer oh the scarlet skier no 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 that was marvel the black yeah, racer black... is uh, dc oh okay was... it was one of the new gods oh no who was oh maybe it was a new god it's still jack kirby so it, it kind of yeah. doesn't matter yeah. And but you, yeah, there was the Black Racer who who was or, basically cosmically he was like the Silver Surfer but on skis. Oh, let's face it, Luke Cage, because Sweet Christmas was oh, something dear, you saw yes. a lot of black people sing. Oh god, and if you read the original version of Blade oh, the Vampire Slayer, yeah, it's like oh my, yo Dracula, you jive turkey. <laughs> it's like oh wow, yeah, this was really written by a lot of white Jews. Yeah, I I, I am one by the way. I can say that. And it's true, wow. and it's you know Marvel had, I mean they had their heart they was in the right place, tr- but it was tried. like tried. It was like let's have black superheroes, let's have Hispanic super. Oh God, you remember El Tigre Blanco, the White Tiger? I I knew of him, but only oh. like from Marvel Universe. Um, that was just uh. oh. And by the way, if you've made it this far into this particular podcast episode, and you're not a comic books fan, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sorry. We'll, we'll try to rein this in. No, we're not, because this is all about comic books. The hell with it. Yep, but this yep, episode, yep. yeah, if you're looking for, like, real Hollywood commentary and deep encyclopedic knowledge of cinematic nope. form, no, it's all about comic books. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it's um, they, they, they were trying to broaden what their audience might want to see, except for mm-hmm. women. They didn't really do anything with women. Um no. And so they would, as Mike's pointed out, have all these New York white Jews write street dialogue. Yeah. Um, and it was so nice that, it, it, at least to me, this film feels a lot less like that than the 70s Marvel comics yes. did. Um, I like the, the music, lang- too. The, the language feels natural. The voices are, the voice acting is really solid. The dialogue is really good. Yeah. And I just like Miles Morales. Yeah. He's a cool you character. Like, I, and I even kind of like you know, Schlubby Spider-Man. You know, this it's Peter B. Parker is apparently the distinction. I, I never, never occurred to me that Peter Parker had a middle name. I wonder so, what B stands for. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it stands for with great power. Come, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, 
I, I kind you kind of liked him. You under you sort of saw okay, here's a guy who's you know stabbing, shooting himself in the foot, but he was really believable. Again, he's like, yes, here's this poor guy. He doesn't really know what's happened to his life. Doesn't really want to take responsibility for it. Does has no idea what he's doing. It, it's very relatable. But it's also not taken to extreme that it could have yes. been. Yes, it could yeah, have been it, a real downer, and he's not. Yeah, he could have. I was afraid they were going to make him a drunk or oh, yeah, self-destruct, yeah. really self-destructive. I mean, his self-destructive is he has trouble getting out of bed sometimes, and he eats too much pizza. He's <laughs> like, I've got to go fight the ooh donuts. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the thing is. When they start out with the whole, he's trying to train Miles, or Miles wants him to train him to be Spider-Man, and he starts off, it's really dopey, although I do have to say, the advice he gave about putting talcum powder in the costume <laughs> makes a lot of sense, yeah. and disinfecting the mask, no one ever talks about that, <laughs> but I'm thinking, yes, of course you would, it's all, you know, it's a full head covering, it's, it's made of cloth, God knows what's getting caught in there, sure, that makes it, and then he actually starts teaching him useful stuff. But he also proves to him in a way that Miles can't deny that at least at that point in time, he's not ready. That was a really well done And it's part. like, hey, get this away from me. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. And Here, he can't. Go ahead. Use this power. Use yeah. that power. Do this. Stop me. Get behind me. And you can't because Miles doesn't know. He just got the powers five minutes ago. He doesn't know how to use them. And I like that. I like yep. the fact that it's hard for him. He has to work for it. He has to concentrate and fight through it. That's re and it, it happens a little fast, but it's understandable. It's it's one movie. It's very self-contained. And you know what else we don't get? We don't get a training montage. Yay. No, no training montage. <laughs> and we don't really even get a love interest. Nope. There's there's sort of chemistry between him and Spider Gwen, but it's more like they just really like each other. Yeah. And, and they there's they don't make out. There's no. They're just sort of you know. Well, <laughs> well, he you wanna... give her a new haircut though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, the most they get is they shake hands. Yeah. That's about it. Which and, is fine. We don't yeah, need that. that. Really it's nice. like it's like this plot's too complex. We don't need that. Thank you for <laughs> leaving it out. Thank you, whoever decided that. We don't need it. Not every plot needs a love story. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's just, there's there's so little. I mean, we're getting towards the end there. Um. Like we haven't been discussing that part, but uh, That's yes, right. yes, I will leave that that comment off for the last okay. ten minutes. Which well, why on. don't uh, I think we've covered most of the <laughs> other stuff, haven't we? It pretty much, it's like uh, you know. So this movie sucks, and you shouldn't see it. Uh, how long can I hold that? In <laughs> I don't up? see why we have to pretend. No. Why don't we move? Why don't we move into the wrap up? The roundup. Uh, Max, I would like yes. to ask you a deep personal question, if I may. Yes. This is my deep personal question voice. Did you, um, how did you, um, what did you, um, did you like the movie? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. I think this may be one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yes, and it's a cartoon. Uh, which it's, is, a friggin car it's a freaking cartoon. And in, boy, and is that damning with a word, right? Because that know. really just like cuts it down. Oh, it's a car. No, it's not. Yeah. No. It is as much a piece of entertainment as anything else coming out of Hollywood. There's at yeah. least as much, if not more, work going into this than a lot of other films. And I think this was great. I said it before. I'll say it again. I think this may be the best superhero movie I've seen. I'm it going to is, agree. I think absolutely the best Spider-Man representation. Yes. It is the most representational of the feeling of comic books in mm -hmm. motion picture format because it's not real it's not meant to be real it really 
on some level doesn't work in our universe. It just doesn't because mm -hmm. that stuff can't make sense or it doesn't work. And here, because they're using animation as a medium, it does work because everybody's animated, not just the superheroes. Because whenever you've got a CG motion picture that is mostly real, except for those little tiny parts that aren't, you can tell and they stand out and it sets them apart from not only the other characters, but the audience. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, other superhero movies are often really good movies. Yeah. I, I still think that, you know, most of any the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and, you know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man Homecoming are are really fine movies. Oh, Homecoming, they're, yeah. No, I, they're, I, was, they're I was thinking of Anthony Garfield. It's like, ugh, no, no. no. Well, that that was okay. Those were okay. There He's were some good too purdy. <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> can't be purdy. <laughs> oh, he was that. That didn't bother me. I, I just, gosh, it, how it will I, did... a teen idol, get the attention of Gwen Stacy or MJ? Hmm, yeah, that, perhaps if there, I just pose and pout a little. There, yeah. there is that. It's it's kind of hard if Spider Man is supposed to be the picked on nerd if he's also a male model. So. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it's. I like Homecoming a lot. I've seen that a number yeah. of times. I like most of the Marvel films. This year we got Lucky, we got Avengers, we got mm. Thor Ragnarok, which was a lot of fun, a lot more oh, fun yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Yep. Um, and, and there's there's a few of the Marvel films I don't like, but mostly I've watched them over again. Doctor Strange, a film I thought would never work, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't think that could possibly work, and they did. They worked very well. I don't think it's the it's one of their best. But, but I think it's very good. But and, then we and, have and, this. <laughs> yeah. Then you have this, which basically says, huh, you know what, you guys? You've been doing it wrong. This is how you should be doing it. Yeah. And, you know, would I love those films any less if they had been done with the care and the, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but the je ne sais how you say quoi? <laughs> uh, that this film has? Yeah. No, I might even like them better. I don't. I don't know if they would have had as broad appeal. I don't know if this film would have been able to be made without those films. But this is something special. Yeah, go see it. Yeah, I, definitely go see it. If you are at all a fan of comic books, if you are a fan of Spider-Man, and there's actually one of my buddies from uh, the Million Year Picnic. I am dying to hear what he thinks because he is a real spider-man nerd and he i don't think has liked any of the spider-man films wow. um he especially did not like the toby Maguire ones um oh. that, that's you stinky i know you're not listening but <laughs> and i i'm interested to see what he thinks because to me this just felt right all the way around so mm, and it's, this... it's mostly it's miles morales who's not even the traditional spider-man but that's fine mm -hmm. i i want to see more of him yeah i think he could take over spider-man very easily I'm so really, in a way, not the audience for this film. I'm a 50-something white guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, we're really not uh, the audience. Really, we're not the audience for most of the modern comic books anymore. No, well, well, yes and no. The comic books, like the people who mostly read them, are people our age. Um, uh, really? Which, oh, yeah, okay. which is one of the problems. It's why they can't yeah. change anything, because we all get oh. pissed off and raise our internet fists and, you know. <laughs> Excuse me, Thor is not a woman. Thor has to be a man. Yeah. Because it used to be that way, and that's how I remember it as a child, and I cannot stand anything that changes that. Yeah. Childhood ruined. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, uh, this is a real comic book nerd moment. There mm -hmm. was a point when the comic book Thor was going to be canceled. It was doing poorly, it hadn't been doing well for years, and Marvel said, We're going to give it to this artist. Hey, you know what? We're killing the book. Do whatever you want with it. 
Oh, was this Simonson? This was Walt Simonson, who did a series <laughs> of Thor that instantly shot Thor to like the number one position while he was on the book. And what he did was, the whole point to him was that the, the hammer, the original enchantment on Thor's hammer was, whoever is worthy shall possess the power of Thor. Well, what happens is somebody else, in this case was an alien, shows up and they get into a fight. He knocks... Thor out partially because Thor at that point had a secret identity he turned into Dr. Donald Blake and he picks up what was the stick which is what the hammer used to turn into when he was Donald Blake and he turns into Thor and so the whole question of the story was what what if somebody else was worthy of being Mm. Thor and Odin's like oh Oh, uh, didn't <laughs> see is, that coming. Uh-oh. This is awkward. I was kind of assuming whoever was worthy would be a blonde white guy. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, especially wow. very, uh, very white. Uh, <clears throat> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, expect an anthropomorphic horse. I mean, and that, now I, that, that, that's a new one on me. <laughs> and I didn't, it, yeah, it wasn't Spider-Ham, but, um, mm. <laughs> and I don't know what the deal was with the woman who recently became Thor, but my guess is it was something similar. Well, hey, guess what? She's worthy too. And yeah, it, yeah, she. It, by the way, that was Jane Foster. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Originally, love interest of uh, Donald Blake slash Thor. She was his damsel in distress back in the original days. She no longer appearing in this film. Yeah. Um, so that's what I kind of like about what they're doing here. Is they're kind mm-hmm. of saying it's not Peter Parker. It's not. Well, I don't want to use Donald Blake. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not that cis white guy right Mm -hmm. it's whoever is worthy can do this and Mm -hmm. that's one of the like the the not blatant but still very strong underlying themes that i really like about this movie it's like you know what he can be this because he's got what it takes to when it comes down to it when it's time and when he needs to do something yeah initially he's like i can't do this i can't i can't i wanted to but i can't and he has a very convenient excuse. Oh, no, I broke the, the, the dingus. But mm-hmm. <laughs> when it finally comes down to it, he's ashamed of himself for not having been able to do it. And something happens. I won't say what, but mm-hmm. that's part of what this is. It's saying uh, other people can do this, too. And I, I like that. That was very cool. Well, I liked that was the whole like the message at the end of the film with the voiceover from Miles. He's saying anybody could be Spider-Man. Anyone can wear the mask. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very cool. Um, really, just very little. Uh, it's just the the, the pig. <laughs> yeah, I I see why they did it. Yeah. I thought they had they given that they used it, they used it well. Yeah, but I could have done without him. Really, I could yeah. have done without the the spectacular spider ham. It was. <laughs> This is like, how are you explaining the cartoon? Well, we're we're not. We're just yeah. pretending that we don't know we're all. Cartoons. I I even I even liked the anime one with Penny Parker better, a little, only because she no. was human. But like the robot thing, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah. This is a film where I came out of this going, I want to own this. Yeah, I want to have this so I can watch it again. Yep. Um, and I, you know, so pretty much so far, definitely for this series, but for any of the films we might have reviewed that are at all recent, I think this is Max and mine biggest thumbs up. All mm. three of them. At, <laughs> yeah, at least at least of this series, certainly. It's certainly a nice turnaround. Speaking yeah. of turnaround, next yeah. week. 
Oh, God. Hey, you know what was As coming? we go from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> well, we don't know that. We, yeah, for we, all that we is know, true. We could that be very our... pleasantly surprised, and God yes. knows they have been hammering the preview over our heads Ugh. for weeks now. Weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. So much so that it's a relief when we don't yeah. see it. <laughs> I think it's actually we may actually be required by new federal statute to see this movie. Yeah. So um, next week, remember this is Mike's fault. He's choosing this. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Tell them what you're going to do to them. Yeah. So because we we actually really care about our listeners because we don't want you to have to go through what we go through necessarily. Yeah. Next week, Max and I are going to be tackling. Jason Momoa's Aquaman. And I'm calling yeah. it that because if I don't like it, I'm going to blame him. I know nothing about the man except he's very large, but I'm going to blame him. He's large, he has a lot of tattoos, and he played Cal Drogo on Game of Thrones. Yes, he did. Yeah, that's... And he was brilliant on this week's, or last week's Saturday Night Live. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that was not his fault entirely. Hey, so comic book nerds, if you would like to uh, mouth off to us and tell us all the things we got wrong, uh, or otherwise would just like to drop us a comment, you can email us directly at us at maxmikemovies.com. And speaking of maxmikemovies.com, we have a website that happens to be, um, um, well, maxmikemovies.com, I yeah, think. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, hey, are you into social media? Maybe you like the the, the, the Twittery things. Um, we are there at Plort Max Mike Movies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not explaining. Also... I'm not explaining it this week. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then I will. Plort is what we use. <sighs> the proper pronunciation of the at sign, <laughs> according to us. According to us, we, who brought you toss, don't stack. <laughs> and, and of course, what's up? What's the deal with Zangief's ass? <laughs> I actually had one of my coworkers <laughs> ask me today, uh, "Who's Zangief?" And he's like, well, "Let me explain the the nature of Zangief, shall I?" Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And hey, we have one other thing, uh, don't we? We have a uh, Facebook. Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, which is also yep. under Max Mike Movies. Any of those places. If you go to our website, if yep. this is your first episode because somehow somebody linked to us and is in an uproar about our, our findings of the Marvel Universe or our misquotings or whatever, uh, our website, MaxMikeMovies.com, has all of our previous episodes. We have different series that we talk about different types of movies. You can listen to all of our episodes for free. You yep. can get our episodes on the Google podcast app or apple's itunes podcast app you can subscribe to us you can like us <laughs> yes yep uh, but we are no longer on tumblr because our uh our posts were just too damn pornographic <laughs> well you know those new yep. photos max i really don't think you should have posted those i am i am not ashamed of my body thank you very much then I have why were own... you posting ones of me <laughs> Those you can't. Our listeners have no idea if those were you or me. So I'm saying they're me. <laughs> I'm that skinny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. until next week, when we are pummeled Indeed. with yet another superhero <laughs> monstrosity, uh, or we come out of a film going, "Wow, that was a lot of fun." I yeah. am Max Levine, <laughs> and and I am the secret identity of Mike Luce, and plucky damsel in distress, and or. <laughs> or both, we're both Rick Jones. Till yep. next week, Max Mike Movies welcomes you yep. to the theater. Indeed. Bye. Bye. Max Mike Movies is a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. <laughs>